The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Hey guys, welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. With, on with, as always, Paul Michael Bolin, who you all like better than you like me. How you doing, Paul? I'm, I'm always baffled by that statement, especially some of the things I've said on this state. But, you know, but they, I'll take it. Uh, again, the only thing I could see pissing anyone off would be, like, the Trump thing. And that's just because mm-hmm. of his whole Muslim ban. Beyond that, there's nothing for anyone not to like. They find you interesting. <laughs> it's not really a baffling statement. I think it's I think it's a very accurate statement. I know both of us, and I like you better too. Oh, fair <laughs> it's enough. Just, All right. I get it. I do. So you've got a lot going on in your personal life. I don't know if you want to bring that up on air, but if you no. would, I do. <laughs> no. No. Oh damn! All right. So we're not going to get to prime <laughs> to Paul's personal life. But we do have a hell of a show today. We are talking about Hollywood hell and the Hollywood horror show. Everything that can go wrong, how it goes wrong, and how we all get fucked in Hollywood. Yeah, pretty much. Figuratively, literally, (laughs) sometimes both. I mean, how long have you been doing this, Paul? Uh, Let's see, I got out here in like 2000 or something like that. Yeah, so. 16 years. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Me? Move to Milwaukee. Work in a brewery. Make a a friend named Laverne. I I, I don't know. Fair enough. I've always gone by the mantra, part of my mantra, one of the statements in it is it can only be worse in Milwaukee. It can only be worse (laughs) in Milwaukee. It's just a shell of meal. I would be really intrigued if somebody got that reference. Okay, you know, half of our, I'm sure we've got entertainers in this audience, so obviously there are some Jews listening. So to my fellow mm-hmm. Jews, you know what a shlemiel is, and you know what a shlemozzle is, and if you got the Laverne and Shirley reference, God bless you, write in on Facebook and I'll give you a free ATV ride. Um, I just, I, I don't know, when you talk about the Hollywood Horror Show, I think back to when I met you and you got, I remember you getting ripped off by a director you were working with, and I mean, it's happened, it, it's happened to everyone. Yeah, pretty much. I got ripped off by the director we both worked for. <laughs> yes. You know. Now, but, don't you know, that's what happens things. when you let him stay in your garage. <laughs> you know life's not going well for a director when he's living in your garage, Paul. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've had actresses crash on my couch and, you know, steal my money and my car. <laughs> like, 
it's 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 interesting. It's never the people that are doing well in Hollywood that behave like that. And I don't mean financially doing well. I mean the people that have made friends and have a support system and are working. It's always the people that are trying to get ahead by stepping on everyone else. Yeah, and those are really the ones you kind of got to watch out for. You kind of got to look at where the person is in their factor of success. And that's it. And there's nothing wrong with giving someone a hand up. It's mm-hmm. when their hand up um, is by is by stepping on you. I mean, I've had girls put thumbtacks in my shoes when I modeled. Yeah, I, uh, that's another rule of Hollywood. Never piss off the wardrobe department. They will hide needles that you will not find till three hours into wearing that costume. See, it, it wasn't that. It was other models that did it to me. But, yeah, I agree with not pissing off wardrobe. Don't piss off anyone. It's not that hard. We all work together. Like, it's it's a collaborative sport. Movies, movies are collaborative sport. But I'm going to say, what was your worst experience, Paul? Your absolute worst experience? Uh... Let's see, worst experience. Uh, well, not to get that in detail, but uh, I did have like a, uh, I was doing what we call background work. And, you know, when you do background work, you're pretty much at the bottom of the pole, and a lot of people remind you of that. Uh, but I was prevented from like going to uh, go to the bathroom for like two hours because of uh, Why? logistics of the, uh, of the shoot. We all have passed through a metal detector. I'm looking at bathrooms that I could walk to, but we're, we weren't allowed to go to any of them. But I had to wait two hours in line to go through the uh, metal detector, and I was about ready to burst. And pretty much what stopped me from doing any extra work prior after that. I would have peed on a tree. I mean, you have the capability of doing that. I don't, but I would have found a bush. Yeah, they weren't allowing us to go anywhere near anything. They knew that. <laughs> I just, I'm, I think I'm astounded by that. I'm so used to everyone treating background actors with, with some decency. I haven't seen them be treated poorly. Uh, it's kind of a regular thing out here. You know, it's one thing. When people have just a little bit of power, you can tell exactly how much you can corrupt them. Yeah. I've seen lots of people go mad with power. That, when you buy into your own hype. Don't mm-hmm. lose your shit when you have the opportunity. When, you, when you're in charge, be nice to everyone else because I'm telling you, one day that PA is going to be your boss. Just be aware mm-hmm. of that. And number two, just just be nice, man. Like, I just, I'm just going back to be nice. It's just the unnecessary. The Tao of Dalton, this, you know, the Tao of Dalton, be nice. Period. Yeah. That's there's, it. Well, and there's, you know, there's the old saying, you know, be careful of the toes you step on today might be connected to the ass you have to kiss tomorrow. Well, that uh, is the rule in Hollywood because that mm-hmm. PA is going to be your boss someday. And, and the I truth is, a, hmm? well, no, I heard also heard a Carrie Fisher comment. Uh, you know, this obviously before she passed away, but she said that fame is simply uh, anonymity waiting to happen. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, she was more or less talking look, about because, you know, when she was growing up, her mother's star was fading. Yeah. And watched look, her go through that. But look at people like Katherine Heigl, who couldn't, mm. you know, who, who can't sell a movie today. 
it really comes down to she was a dick. People yeah, like per- to work with people that are nice. They on don't like to work with people that are nice. She read me a riot act wearing only a robe and a, and a, 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 a large pack of Marlboro Lights when uh, <laughs> I was trying to adopt a stray cat. So, yeah, go figure on that one, huh? She's 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 just a charming. I, I'm not, you know there are some words even I won't use. So so I'll let you use your imagination. But I think I was just disgusted by her behavior. And when she got up on and said that you know Grey's Anatomy didn't deserve the award and that the writers weren't any good, there are just things you don't do. And like I, I said, film film in Hollywood, it's a team sport, man. You're going to see these people quote, a thousand times. I, I thought her quote was that she didn't deserve a, uh, a nomination for an Emmy that year because the writers didn't give her anything interesting to do that year. Basically. You know, which happens, you know. It's an ensemble show. Yeah, so, but she know, also so. threw the writers under the bus when she was asked to clarify and said that mm-hmm. she didn't think they did a very good job. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's, you know, that's not the way to get... Your, your character to do more interesting things on a show. It's a good way to die. That too. Mm. I think the worst experience I've ever had, like the absolute worst experience I've ever had... Um, more so than wrestling with, a mi- wrestling with a midget when I met you? Wrestling with a midget was interesting. That was a fun one. I, I don't or, know. Or a handsy midget, I, could, I should say. Grab my boob. Uh, yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm like so desensitized to being groped <laughs> these days that it's kind of like, well, it's just sexual assault. Who cares? See, America, this is how we got Trump. Um, <laughs> but I just—that's what pisses your, me off about your Hollywood. Your worst experience was my worst experience um, was being was being sexually assaulted by a fan. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I've 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 been assaulted a few times uh, by people who were either into stuff I did years ago or into you know kind of follow the cons and the places I talk at now. Um, and last year, it was last year, I was. Um, uh, he he. I'm very grateful he didn't rape me, but he he did sexually assault me, and um, I still so have issues. Stuck to the boot tape. That's a different one. Oh, <laughs> the oh, guy with great. the boob tape I laughed about. The the guy I'm talking about um, actually broke bones. Yeah, okay. So I, I think that's my worst experience. But I can say I haven't been raped. And I know a lot of women in this industry that have been sexually assaulted and raped that have been pushed onto the casting couch. And I shouldn't say women, people, because it happens to boys too. I had a guy friend of mine that got locked in an office with a producer that had two pit bulls. The producer let go of the pit bulls. The pit bulls sat in front of the door. My friend looks over and the very large, very naked producer was touching himself watching gay porn. And my friend was a PA at the time. He's now a Hollywood bigwig, but he, he was a PA at the time. And he's just standing there with the guy's lunch going, what do I do? Right about it. Yeah, that's, that's there you go. That's the story. I know you listen to the show, buddy. That's what you do. <laughs> Put it in a book. 
But it yeah. happens to it happens to women. It happens to men. I think that is the most per- pervasive thing um, in Hollywood. If you look at the story with the Corys, if you look at these problems, um, sexual assault is incredibly pervasive in Hollywood. Yeah, and discrimination. Hollywood is the definition of handsy. Hollywood's handsy. Hollywood's pretty handsy. But when we come back, we're going to talk about not the sexual assault side, um, not, you know, that's why, and I got to say, that's why when people knock Shakira and say her producer wouldn't have done that, I'm sorry. Yes, he would have. Just saying. Shakira, you mean Keisha? Kesha, thank you. Shakira okay. had an issue as well with a producer that raped her, so I'm now like yeah. merging the two. That's how common it is. I have now merged the two. But yeah, Kesha, everyone was saying with Kesha, it didn't happen. Shakira, they went okay and hushed it up and paid her off. With with Kesha, she's arguing it didn't. They're arguing it didn't happen. There is no doubt in my mind that it did because I have seen it too often and. It's, it's, it's too pervasive in Hollywood. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the less depressive, less rapey side of Hollywood. Well, it's, it's financially rapey, but we're going to be talking about how to avoid the pitfalls, how to avoid the just invest in this, and dude, can I borrow your camera? We're going to be talking with Eric Zuli. We're going to be talking about Easy Way Broadcasting, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but mostly we're going to be talking about the ugly side of Hollywood. And I don't mean the barracudas that work for you. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Bolin. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. If you're seeking more confidence, it is time to feel good naked. Each week, host Laura Redmond and her guest experts are here to help you be you. In order to truly be successful and happy, you need self-confidence, self-love, and self-respect. Feel Good Naked Radio will teach you how to embrace these qualities and make your life more fulfilling and meaningful. Listen live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be proud of who you really are from the inside out. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and I am sitting here looking fabulous because I have Richie doing my hair over at Nuvia's in Palm Springs, California. I'm actually really excited by that. It's like it's not a paid intro. He really does a great job on my hair. (laughs) So I always give him a shout out and say thank you because he makes me red carpet ready. Um, And and God bless him for that. I look so tired all the damn time. He is a lifesaver. I'm going to ask you, Paul, and I'd like to welcome back, of course, Paul Michael Boland. We are going to have Eric Zuli on the show. At some point, yeah. I believe we're trying to, at, at some point, we're trying to get him. Now, he's an interesting one. Um, he's been published as one of the top 10 social media influencers in the world. He's been on magazines. He's produced. He's been a TV host. He's won awards. He's been, I mean, Jesus Christ, he's done everything. Um one of the things I, I find very, very interesting with Eric is he's got, I mean, like over 13 million views on, on uh, different social media, on, on a single social media platform, just on videos and things. He's, um, he's got a role in an upcoming film with the Oscar winning actor from The Blind Side. He's got, he's done everything. He's done everything. And he's also been screwed every way you can be screwed in Hollywood. So I thought he'd be perfect for today's show. Because on the one hand, he's very, very successful. He's very well known. And he's worked with everybody. And on the other hand, um, he, he's, he's been screwed more than, more than I think uh, most people have been screwed. And I think that's one thing Hollywood has. It has a very special way of screwing people. Now, Paul, I'm going to ask you, you said, you said working as an extra was one of the hardest things you ever did. What about personally getting involved with people? No, I know, I know it was, was it uh, Watson? What was that director's name? Watson, something oh. Watson. Oh, uh, the one who uh, lived in my garage and screwed me on rent? Uh, that was yes. uh, Chris Watson. Now, Chris Watson, now I'm going to ask, and I, I don't mind doing shout-outs if, if people want to get cross because I put your name out there. ask you, you said, you said working as an extra was one of the hardest things you ever did. What about personally getting involved with people? No, I know, I know it was, was it uh, Watson? What was that director's name? Watson, something oh. Watson. Oh, uh, the one who uh, lived in my garage and screwed me on rent? Uh, that was yes. uh, Chris Watson. Now, Chris Watson, now I'm going to ask, and I, I don't mind doing shout-outs if, if people want to get cross because I put your name out there. You shouldn't have done something wrong in the first place. Sucks to be you. Now, <laughs> I'm going to say, um, what's it like interacting on a personal level, going from working with somebody to, to have them living in your garage? I mean, that's. do you think that's a bit of a well, yeah, I mean, I knew how much money he actually made off of that uh, the movie that we worked on together, and I think he lost money on that. 
At uh, Friday day, he was couch touring on somebody else's couch, but I should have talked to that person before I let him move into mine. Yeah. I think what's interesting to me is there's nothing wrong with chasing your dreams. And I'm all for couch surfing. I used to, when I was like 17, I had a studio apartment in Los Angeles. I used to go on dates because I was hungry and it meant I got dinner. So I accepted a lot of dates. It's also probably why I was such a good model because I was starving. But um, (laughs) I I think that's an advantage the girls have that the guys don't have. Guys will take us out to dinner and buy us dinner <laughs> and you don't you know you don't have to do anything you just have to sit there and and sit with them for a few minutes and and get something to eat i had a lot of guys comment that uh they were impressed i was such a good eater most girls order salads and i'm sitting there thinking this is breakfast <laughs> i did have a um, took that on me but uh it was like five minutes into the date she took a, a 15 minute phone call from her boyfriend fiance at the time Ooh, now that's a rough one. That's one that I'm not a big fan of in Hollywood. You've got, uh, there's a lot of infidelity. There's a lot of, you know, kind of screwing around because you're spending a lot of time trapped on set with an individual person. Um, I think the one that that really gets to me is Dr. Phil just sued the National Enquirer for saying he cheated on his wife. They tried to settle with him and uh, keep it out of court. And he said, no, we're going to court. He said, I've never cheated on my wife. I've never beat my wife. These are the two accusations they put forward. So he's, he's going after him full steam ahead. Yeah, good for him. He's got the money to do it. Yeah, I would have taken the settlement. Yeah, you? but, I, you know, when, you're a, when you have Dr. Phil money, you know, there are more things important than money. That's true. And, it sets a, and hopefully it'll set a precedent that the uh, Inquirer shouldn't be making up stuff. Well, when you're looking at a magazine that talks about alien babies, what I'd like them, what I'd like to see them focus on is, uh, you know, people talk about corruption in Hollywood. There's not a whole bunch of corruption in Hollywood, but what there is, um, like I said, there's a lot of sexual assault and there's a lot of a lot of backstabbing, and you don't see it at the higher levels. As you get in, you don't see it with the executives and you don't see it with the producers. It's always the pe- people in the indie world that are trying to get in the industry. It's not. The, there's the old expression, it's not the people that have made it that are assholes, it's the ones that want to show you that they have. Yeah, because at some point, you get in a rarefied atmosphere, you just don't have to be an asshole anymore. Well, it's, it's a, but when you're dealing with a, with a business that's all about making friends, it, it's all about ongoing relationships, working with people on project after project, you kind of can't be an asshole and work in Hollywood. At least not last very long. Unless, I mean, unless you're Nicolas Cage. Then you're a Coppola and you can kind of do what you want. <laughs> yeah, but he's taken the... I mean, have you seen any of his latest movies? Well, yeah, he and Steven Skull should start a thing. I was a prick in Hollywood, so they sort of kicked me out. But I'm still trying. Like, that, that, that needs to be kind of their slogan. Um, I'm going to ask you, Paul, financially, what was your biggest loss? Uh, I don't know if I, I think, well, it, it wasn't Watson. That was, that was only, uh, you know, what I expected out of him for rent the next month that he screwed me on. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I've, you know, I never had that, that much money so that I could invest in something, something that would the later just completely and utterly screw me. 
most so I, most people that invest in films get screwed. It's a great avenue to go if you want to take a loss. So anyone that needs a loss in your taxes, film's a good way to go. Um, because if you invest, because if you want to invest in the big films, you have to invest directly through the studios, and they really work with the same investors again and again. So you kind of got to have an in. Um, mm-hmm. Alexis lost thirty thousand dollars one time, and then my dad calls me. She's in the background, like I can see now the steam coming out of her ears. She lost thirty thousand dollars on a project, and she was flipping out that I was going to fire her. And my dad called. My dad was on the phone. She was chatting with my dad about this because she's terrified of telling me this. And my dad said, don't worry about it. Uh, someone knocked a $100,000 red cam when it first came out into a tank of water. She's lost far more money than you have. It's like, thanks, Dad. That's 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 what I need to hear. Um, I think financially everyone can get screwed in Hollywood, but the reality is where people get in trouble is it's, it's the machine. One of the areas is pornography. Young girls getting into the amateur porn industry. If they don't make it a big hit immediately, you're only an amateur for one or two films. Then you have to go in a niche direction. And well, they can generally very... get to be work for like every studio, and by the time they, you know, it's whether or not that studios want them back again. But uh, you know, let ladies know that the guys are getting just as much as the girls these days. So. It's, it's very, very different, and the, uh, the rise of porn on the internet has put a lot of actresses, and I'm seeing a lot of young girls that want to get into film because of idiots like Farrah Abraham who made a porn or because of Kim Kardashian. These girls think this is a legit way to get into Hollywood, and that really surprises me because the only one I can think of that made any kind of transition is Tracy Lords. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sasha Gray also made a transition... Uh, uh in, in a couple of some of the, you know, like Ron Jeremy's been in a ton of mainstream stuff. Ron, well, Ron, Ron's the exception. Yeah, he's well, also he's also, a man. you know, like, he's in that legendary status, so. It, it, yeah, he's, he's interesting, he's, and he's a good fella. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I stay, I'm still very much in contact with Ron, and he's a very kind man. But one yeah. of the things he said to me years and years and years ago is porn is designed uh, to chew up and spit the girls out that get into it. And so he's going to kill me for saying that on air. <laughs> but, but a lot of these young girls are being lured okay. from the, the, uh, the, the mainstream film industry into the porn industry. And I think that is very, very detrimental. Hi, guys. We have Eric Zuli. I can actually hear him in the background. Hi, Eric. We hey, guys. What's, a few minutes ago. What's going on, everybody? Hey, Summer. How you doing? I'm good, I'm good. We are on with Paul Michael Boland, my co-host, and we're talking about all the ways to get fucked in Hollywood. Um, Basically, we're talking about the Hollywood horror show, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Hollywood's a great place to be, but if you're not careful, you can, you know, you can can step on a nail. That's for sure. Um, (laughs) So, Paul was sharing some of his experiences. I was sharing some of mine. Paul's were, you know, people being mean to him. Mine were a little more rapey. Um, Ouch. Yeah. And yeah, you have so much enthusiasm behind that F-U-C-K there, Summer. You got some hostility built up. It a little like. bit. I, a little <laughs> bit of resentment. I think I need some more therapy. Just a, just a smidge. Yeah, I, I love Hollywood, but I think I'm in an abusive relationship with it. Um, but I think we all are. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you, Eric, what was your best, no, what was your best bad experience? Meaning, 
what was the bad experience you learned the most from? I know you've dealt with some shitheads. I've called out your Alantino Brown uh, who, mm-hmm. and a couple of other people on, on this show a few times. Um, I, I don't know if you know that, but, but a couple of the people you've dealt with, I've, I've come across over the years and, and, and I've, I've uh, ripped them because they're my example of bad people. Oh. And you're a funny one. You're, you're very successful. You're very personable. You're very kind. And you have people that do great by you. And then you have people that, rather than working with you, try and take from you. Oh, yeah. So you're, that, intra, that really... Shout out to all those people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go to hell, guys. Like that, That's my response to it. I'm like, I'm going to be really polite. I want to say, fuck you. Don't screw up, Eric. But we'll, we'll go a different way with this. Um, what is it like to have these people constantly trying, I know, trying to drain your social media networks, trying to, to pull away from what you have? Well, you know, um, amazing question. You know, it, it's... It is. It is what it is. That's how I look at things. You know, I, I I just let people do what they do, and I continue going going on my path. But it sucks. It really sucks to to have people around you that you think that you can trust, and in actuality, you you really can't. And 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 they're really in Hollywood. People are really good at camouflaging friendships, if that makes sense. Actors. Well, not just actors. I mean, actors and 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 actors, producers, everybody, everyone. I mean, any chance that they get a chance to to screw you for something that's of their benefit, they will. They will leave you dying. I mean, I, I hate to to make it sound brutal, but people will leave you dying in the gutter, bloody. And if you need to go to the hospital, if if they can make money and not take you to the hospital, they will. They're very brutal. They're very they're very ruthless. Uh, and. I see the ruthlessness, but also on the flip side, um, one of the things I learned two years ago is anyone I want to do business with that I haven't known for a very long time, I ask them for something that that has no benefit to them. Meaning, mm-hmm. if someone is my friend in Hollywood or I'm a budding new friendship, it doesn't count with like you or with Paul or somebody that I've known for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody that years. I'm... 14 years, yeah. <laughs> I think I've known, I th- actually think I've known Paul longer than you. I think I met him when I was like 16. Mm. Um, so I think you you two are the people I've known kind of the longest. And um, now, because I can do for people, I'm very careful. I really don't make a lot of friends in Hollywood. I just talk to the people that I knew when I could do nothing for anyone. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing. When they when they see that you're successful, it's kind of like that song, you know, at first I wasn't hot, now I'm hot, now they're all on me. And when you get to that point where now I'm hot, now they're all on me, you t- completely have to shift your program and how you do things. And, and I, 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 being where I am now, realize why these high-level people will disown a lot of people and make their circles very, very, very small because they realize that the people around really just want to mooch off of them and get to where they are. And, 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 you know, my advice to all the listeners is, is don't be like that, you know, be that person that really wants to be a, a friend and, and really wants to be somebody that's wholesome and real and isn't trying to just get what they want to get. I've dealt with so many people that have literally, Acted like my friend, wanted to work, wanted to work with me, a business person, a partner, whatever. And then if they didn't get their way in one little stoop, one little way, 
next thing I know I'm on some bad blog or whatever. Like people are but like, you did have, you did have some shithead put you on a, on a ripoff report over a whole bunch of shit that wasn't true. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. And now, yeah. And that was, that was a uh, Steven Escobar, correct? You said it, not I, but yes. I yeah, okay, that was Stephen Escobar, and I'm I'm putting that out there, and I'm saying yeah, I'm not afraid of saying anything. No one can do a damn thing to me, with what mm. I do, go for it. Everyone hates me, but, <laughs> um, but like, see, you had a guy put you on ripoff report because he was mad at you. You didn't rip anyone off. You didn't do anything, and I think that's the flip side. Is there is an easy way to retaliate when someone's in the public eye. Well, yeah, what happened was um, we worked with a, a, an event. It was a fundraising event at the Four Seasons Hotel. And I, I ended up hiring him um, to be one of the media. And he ended up trying to get more business himself and kind of circumventing us to do that. And so, obviously, as a business person, I was forced to go a different direction. And he wasn't happy about that. And the next thing I know, th these reports and these bad blogs and all that other stuff started happening. And then, you know, it just it just escalates from there. But but we are well, what I always tell people it's real simple. Can you find a case number? Can you find something factual, or is it all hearsay? And that's when you're in the industry. That's how it's going to be. You're going to have so much hearsay and so many haters and so many people that are going to attack you because they're jealous of you. And that I always tell people, you have to have a body of steel, balls of steel, whatever. You have to be prepared, especially in Hollywood. Oh my gosh, <laughs> there's so many stories I can give you. It's unbelievable. You have to really be strong to be able to go through that test. And, and if you're wanting to get into the business, you will go through those tests. And and they will try to break you in every in every which way they possibly can. I mean, there's there's a there's a saying um, by a by a really established person, and I, I live by this saying, and it's so beyond true. And I'm trying to find the saying. Um, oh, here it is. First they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then they try to join you, then then you know then you win. And that's from Mahatma Gandhi. Gandhi. Mahatma Gandhi. That's, yeah. that's Gandhi. Um, and so what Mahatma Gandhi was saying with that was he was talking about um, the peaceful protest movement. Mm -hmm. And um, he, now Well, he, Hollywood's the same way. <laughs> I live by those, those, that saying. It's ridiculous. What's the worst experience you've had? Well, the, um, worst? The, the blogging thing. Well, okay. No, I'll give you this story somewhere. I've never really told anybody this story, but I had a gentleman. I'm not going to name names because I'm not you. I, I do have to wonder about who's going to attack me or not. But uh, there was a gentleman that when I first started into the industry, he kind of took me on as a manager and very established gentleman. When I first started, I, I started a YouTube channel called What You Need TV, which now today has over 13,500,000 something views. And I was going to all these events and red carpets and I was building as a media guy. I was always the guy interviewing people and I was around celebrities and stuff. And this guy kind of took me under his wing and introduced me to more and more people and we kept kind of growing and growing. And what happened was I ended up meeting a photographer at one of these fashion shows and I, I noticed the talent. And as I was growing, I was meeting people myself. I was getting my own established database. I was doing my own thing. So I kind of wanted to take her on to manage her. 
And I was like, look, I can bring you to Wire Image. I can bring you to Getty. I can bring you to all these different things. I can help you make money. But I wanted to manage her. I wanted to make money with her. I wanted to build her. I wanted to bring her into these situations, develop her, and then get into a position where we can grow together. Well, this guy that I trusted ended up signing her to a management contract out from under me, ended up calling me up and saying, hey, don't call her anymore. Call me. And this was a guy that I trusted. Like, I really was building with this guy. I mean, it, it hurt. It hurt bad. I mean, it, it was that was probably one of my worst experiences in this in this wonderful world that they call Hollywood. And that's not an uncommon story. That happens a lot of the time. But when it comes from a friend, um, it, it hurts. On my end of it, we have what we call the fruit basket. Because there are like there's one person at every studio that does what I do. And we're all competing for the same content and we all happen to be friends. So mm-hmm. we do occasionally step on each other's toes or step over each other for a project. And we send a fruit basket. Muffin because basket. Because it's just a muffin basket. You've, you've, you've <laughs> heard about the muffin basket. Yeah. I get a basket of muffins when I get screwed. But we've, we've kind of had to develop this, this, this peaceful combativeness because we are competing. That's, um, that's but but we're all still weird. friends. You, get screw- you know, you can get screwed in Hollywood, but there's muffins. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> if you're um, lucky, I, they're blueberry. <laughs> yes, I, but you didn't even get a muffin basket, and that's, I think it's... Yeah, what's up with that, people? <laughs> I'm going to call you out, man. I mean, you screw me over, you hit, you tip, you hit my contacts, you do all this different stu- stuff, you, you, you literally go onto my social media and, 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 and try to grab my database and the people I work with, you wait to see what I post on social media, and you do all this stuff, and I can't even get a damn muffin basket? I can't even, <laughs> I can't get anything, man. <laughs> Okay, I, so welcome to Hollywood. I, You're gonna get screwed. Sometimes you get muffins. Sometimes, sometimes you'll get muffins. I think when you get to a certain point and you're put in a position where you have to compete, um, like the guys at the, my peers at the other studios, we have to compete for the same content. Mm-hmm. So we try and add courtesy to it because there's not really a choice. We are competing, um, yeah. but we're still friends. So there is a level of courtesy, but where. We're trying not to step on each other's toes, and I find it—it it really does kind of, kind of, you know, make make my toes curl when I hear hear stories like that, because that's that's the norm, and there are a lot of different levels of Hollywood, and that's the norm that you hear when people are first getting into Hollywood, is that I, I learned the lesson the hard way to be careful of who I trust. That's why you do it the easy way now. That's a kind of a lesson to your listeners is, is, is really, this is what I think. I think to be successful, you have to get to a point where you have successful people that are surrounded around you. And it takes a long time to get that point, get to that point. Because those people that are really successful, that are the right team that you need to have around you, need to vet you. And they need to see that you're, you're willing to go through what it takes to be to to stay, you know what I mean, and so that's why it's not an overnight s- s- sensation. It's 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 not it's it's very not it's very not e- it's not an easy task to 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 make it in Hollywood to and and not just Hollywood to make it in business in any to, business to, yeah to, yeah to be to be a key, keynote speaker or wherever your goal might might want to be, you have to be accepted, and that takes a long time and a lot of tests and a lot of obstacles and and a lot of learning curves. You know, and that's one of the reasons I, I wanted to create an enterprise to help people 
really learn the real of how to to, to do it how and do basically it. share what I've gone through and oh my gosh <laughs> just look me up <laughs> it's 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 very very true when uh, we're gonna go to break and when we come back we are going to go over a little bit more about the dark side of Hollywood and Hollywood horror show I'm Summer Helene with my co-host Paul Michael Bolin we are on with the fabulous Eric Zuli we'll be right back The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric E.Z. Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Taramino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off-limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. This is Alexis Romero. Summer is currently running back from the ladies' room. Just one mm. <laughs> And here is part of Hollywood Horror oh, Show that we were discussing. We the horrible assistants that hold a grudge because you tell terrible stories about them. I love that intro, by the way, Summer. Behind <laughs> the Scenes with Summer Helene. Was that yeah. intentional? No, it just kind of ended up that way. Um, I love the music, though. It's done by Scott Haskin. If you guys want to check him out, check out Scott Haskin Music. He does really, really epic music. Um, I am giving away a couple of lunches. You know, they say there's no such thing as a free lunch. They're true. Give me your Hollywood horror story. I'll share it on the show, and you get a free lunch at Monsoon Indian Cuisine. It is my favorite place to eat here in Palm Springs, just saying. (laughs) 
absolutely love it. So I'm going to ask where to our very, very end segment where we're at the very end of the show now. You can get screwed. I mean, we're obviously all here because it's worth it. In some way, shape or form, we're either like abused spouses or it's worth it. How do you avoid it? How do, you avo- how do you how avoid do you getting avoid screwed? How do you avoid it? I'm going to ask you and I'm going to ask Paul. I'm going to ask both of you. I'll ask Paul first. It's usually million dollar question. I have no freaking idea. Yeah. What about you, Eric? Knowledge. The more knowledge you have, the more prepared. You can't really avoid it, but you can be prepared for it to handle it as best be- as possible. I think you shouldn't take it personally because it doesn't happen on the higher rungs. As you get more successful, it doesn't happen. And it's not because people are afraid of you or because every time you come you know, down the hallway, they run screaming, oh, my God, she's here, pretend you're working. Um, it's more the – you get to a point where it's just not necessary. Everyone's working the same long days. We're all putting in 12, 18, 20 hours a day. We're all on set. We're all dragging our ass. I think it's when you're, when you're in the stage that you're trying to make it. I don't think it's the people that have made it. I think it's those that are trying to that reach and their way of doing it is by trying to snatch success from those that have done it and put it. At least that's what I've seen. And I've seen it watching you, Eric. I've seen well, people. Thank you. Well, here, here's my question Pardon? to you, Summer. Uh, how do you know... What's your way? Uh, what's your level of making it? Like you know, as you're coming up, how do you know you've made it? What is what is your stipula- you know, What is your um, uh, your benchmark for making it? Benchmark. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. No sleep. When you <laughs> when you when you know everyone and you don't have to do, do I can make a phone call and get the person I need. Um, I still, I'll call Paul, man. He knows everything. Like if I, if, if there is some impossible thing to hang this from this thing, I know someone that will know it. And Paul is a fountain of knowledge. Everyone, when everyone you're around is a fountain of knowledge and they don't really need anything from you. You can work together because you choose to work together, but there's no need. Nobody is desperately climbing. I think that's the point that you've made it. And it doesn't matter if you have $5 or $500 million. Please have more than $5. But um, Yeah, $5 doesn't go very far here in L.A. No, it really doesn't. But <laughs> Meaning you don't have to be incredibly wealthy. But I know, and I'm going to use Paul again as an example. Paul is one of the most well-respected people I know in Hollywood. I can go to a studio and find people that know Paul. I can go to the indie world and find people that know Paul. And I've never heard a bad word about him. So that, to me, is somebody that's made it. If I say Paul's attached to this project, and I know he goes by Paul Michael Bolan on here, but he uses a, he's, he uses a different name away from here, um, people know him. And they've had good experiences with him in some way, shape, or form. And if they don't know him, someone else does. Well, I'm Felicity curious Rose. now, what am, what am I? <laughs> um, I think you're somebody that's made it, but you're too trusting, and you're trying to help everyone. True. I think yeah. people earn their own stripes. Rather than letting people earn their own stripes, I see you trying to lift people up. And I'm a big believer in, yes, you should help people. But when a moth, when, when a uh, caterpillar 
goes into the cocoon and you see it struggling out, if it doesn't struggle out, it will never be able to fly. If you rip open the cocoon for it, the blood never gets to its wings and it never flies. You've essentially killed that butterfly. In mm. Hollywood, it's very much the same thing. Everyone's had bad experiences, but you have to put your legwork and you have to put the time and you have to own your stripes. Oh, yeah. um, I know Alexis now, if she wanted to walk off um, on her own, she could get a job oh. at any studio. She knows damn near everyone I know. And she's very well respected on her own. But she's earned that. And she's put the time in and she's put the work in. It wasn't given to her. Yeah, so that's and the, that's, see- that's the, if I, I don't want to interrupt you, Summer, it's your show. But that's the biggest thing is, is you know, putting the time and effort and the work into making it is is is. It's a matter of how hungry you really you really are. Like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put something out here. I I have put so much work in that I've had health problems and health examinations where it, I I think I've gone above and beyond more than you you actually you actually should. And I think there's different levels of making it. And I think that there's a level where you make it, but you're making it in a te- like you got the scale one to ten. You get to ten, but now there's 11 and 11's making it and in between 10 and 10 and 11 you're dealing with with health issues and stress and headaches and just like that last piece that is just like but there's killing no you. such but there's no such thing as the last piece and that's part of making it is realizing there is no end there is no film that's going to change everything there is no show that's going to change everything every rung in the ladder and every step is a step in that direction, is a step towards your next thing. Um, I did a section for Paul years ago for something he was doing called The Hitman. I just pitched it to Netflix and they won it. So it's not a gauge on, you can look at that and say, okay, Paul put, you know, wanted to put this project together a few years ago. So now it's being made, that's making it. Well, no, Paul has all, I'm sorry, I'm using you as the example, Paul. Um, Paul has all of these relationships and a network of people that if he wanted to make or do anything, he doesn't use his assets. He doesn't have to. He can if he wants. But if he started making phone calls, he could pull so many people in and they would pull their friends in. Oh, yeah. And that, that to me is making it. You can't well, that, change that's the That's the bar. studio world, Summer, but not the social media world. Not, uh, my, that, not, not my world. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah, and, but it's, that exists in all business. In yeah. all business, if you change where your level of success is, if you say my success is when I get 5 million followers, okay, now that I have five, it's 10. Of course you want more, mm. but you're never going to get that end goal. Part of success is always moving the bar, so you're always reaching for the bar, but it's enjoying where you are as well. It's finding the balance. It's delegation. The, 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 the better, the stronger your team is, the, the team that you surround yourself with is a result of your, your success. But finding that team takes that time. I, I think you have to be the dumbest person on your team. I'm the dumbest person. Yeah, no, I heard that when you were on the Everyone camp. is smarter than me. That was fun. Yeah, I, I, make, I make a point of hiring everyone that is smarter than me. If I walk into a room of people I'm working with, they have more experience than I do and they know more than I do. Yeah, you know what you know what I loved when you when when you and I were on the panel at summer and you told your story when they said you know who inspires you most and you said uh, Ron Jeremy, and you told the entire story, and then you said that he told you not to tell that story ever. That was just classical. 
I, I tell every story that Ron has ever told me not to tell. I tell it at least 15 times. That's why I don't tell, I tell you anything. <laughs> and then I Never tell, tell him. Summer anything. <laughs> um, no, I'll, I'll do anything for ratings. No, um, all, all joking aside, I'm going to ask you, Eric. You've given some really good advice to the listeners. Mm-hmm. But if you could go back to when you were 18 and give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? I knew this question was coming. Why wasn't I prepared for it? Um, that's that's easy. Uh, don't ever hire Steven Escobar. No, I'm kidding. But, okay, uh, yeah. Fuck Steven Escobar. <laughs> that is the moral of this show. No, <laughs> you you brought his name up, not me. But I, I, would, I would definitely I change that. Full responsibility, Steven Escobar. You got a problem? Let's go, boy. Um. <laughs> Come on, what would you what would you say to yourself? And yes, I think don't hire him would have been the perfect response. Um, because Honestly, I no. What I what I trouble. this is this uh, this I got it. This is what I would say. Do don't don't sit on the computer for eighteen hours a day. You know, don't hurt your health to try to you know to try to get the accomplishments and the success. It's not worth it because I'm I'm dealing with my health situations now, and I would have done things differently on how. I was striving for that success. I would have tried to exercise more. I would have tried to get off the computer more. I would have tried to eat better. I would have tried to, to focus on the balance of my life more. And I would have smacked myself silly. That's what I would have done. The question is, do you like who you are today? Yes. Do you like where you are today? Yes. Well, if you hadn't have done what you've done, mistakes and all, you wouldn't be who you are today. Even forgetting where you are, if you like who you are, every mistake, every everything you've ever done made you who you are today. And that always makes it worth it, at least in my mind. I'm yeah, going to ask are, you, pardon? I you, said, I said you are completely correct. And I was going to tell if anybody wants to know who I am or anything, just text yeah. easy way to 21777. Ha, I got it in there. That was, <laughs> that was find you? my next question. <laughs> That's the best way to find me is you text letter E, letter Z, W, A, Y, no spaces to the number 21777. 21777, text easy way. And that's if you want to make it in Hollywood the easy way. Yes, Paul, ma'am. What advice, what advice, we've got two minutes left and then I'm going to get back to, I want to ask Eric another question, but I'm going to ask you quickly, Paul, what advice would you give to young Paul coming to Hollywood? Mm, probably... Uh, well, I said this before, focus. Focus on a specific thing, because when I was trying crew work, I was doing everything. You know, just focus on one department. And yeah, you might wind up with a union card. Yeah, jack of, you can't be a jack of all trades. You have, to, you have to focus in Hollywood. That is very, very true. Eric, what do you want to accomplish by next year? We have one minute left. What do you want by next year? I want my talk show on television, Summer. You're on your talk show on television, I hear. And what, and here's my, are you going to... I want a channel on Netflix. You mentioned Netflix. I want a channel on Netflix. Netflix. (laughs) How how are you going to avoid getting bit in the ass by Hollywood for this next year? I'm just slowly making my circles uh, smaller and smaller and smaller and and dealing with with people that I want to be like. That's very, very good advice. Eric, thank you so much for being on the show. Guys, Find Eric. You can find him. Text Easy Way to two one triple seven. Find him on Facebook. Find him on Twitter. Please remember, this is a social media king. You will find him anywhere. Just Google Easy Way, guys. He's everywhere. If you want to know anything about how to avoid the pitfalls, the horrors of Hollywood, on how to get famous, on how to get yourself 
into Hollywood. Do it the easy way. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Bolin, who you'll like better than you like me. Thank you very, very much, Eric. We will Thank be you. back next week with Cubs. My show is tomorrow. Tell them about my Eric's, show. Oh, my God. <laughs> Eric's show is tomorrow. Listen One in. o'clock. Yeah. Here on Voice America. And I will say next week we're going to have Cub Swanson. He is the number two MMA fighter in the world. We're very, very excited to have him on the show. And thank you guys for listening in. Listen in tomorrow at 1 o'clock to Eric and find out a little bit more about how to make it in Hollywood. I'm Summer Helene. Again, we're on with Paul Michael Bolin, Eric Zuli. This was Behind the Scenes. Good night. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.